What's up, listeners of the Calvary Cast? We are back, episode 107, coming at you on a Wednesday afternoon. Beautiful Wednesday. Nice this time, time this time of year could be all year for me. Yeah, actually, though, it's it feels like it's a little cooler than it usually is this it's time like of year. 80. I know, wasn't it like 100 last year, this yeah, already I'll by take, now? I'll yeah. take the 80 over the 100. I hope it kind of stays lower, you know, throughout the whole summer. It'd be great. Right, it'd be great, but it's just like... It's the perfect temperature. I think so. And the grass is green and the trees are green. It smells good outside. Yep. A little cloudy, like it could rain. It's just fantastic. There are places in the world that are like that. Pretty not, consistent weather. Not all year round. It's got to be humid. Other. Oh, that's true. You get humidity. You get humidity or you get like animals that you don't want to deal with or you could have <laughs> hurricanes <laughs> Or what uh, made you think of the animals you don't? Well, because you're probably thinking like Florida or something like that, right? Well, Florida, but, no, because Florida gets way humid, too hot. Right, and exactly. I was thinking of Mexico, like where we were. It's pretty nice year round, like 70s and 80s, and the levels of humidity were are really nice, bearable. Yeah, it seems ocean, like it's, it's like that consistent. Bad. Like there's certain places that consistently. Some of those Caribbean places, isn't that right? Aren't Eden. They? Yeah, yeah, probably some of the Caribbean places. But see, then you got to deal with the hurricanes. Okay. Right? You got to deal with We don't have to deal with no hurricanes out here. Right. Which is nice. So you got hurricanes. Uh, you could get bit by a shark in the ocean or something like that. Yeah. That we don't happen. got no sharks that out could here. happen. Maybe a land shark, but I haven't seen one yet. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Oh. It, whatever floats your boat. But there's a reason people don't, don't, a lot of people don't live in some of those places. So. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that was not how I intended to start the podcast, but that's that's okay. The people enjoy it. They want we hear we felt led. We felt led. We just have a natural conversation here. Anyway, we're back. We we're gone for a week or two there. I was on vacation and you were on vacation as well, I guess, since I wasn't around to crack right. the whip. I was having to do the emails, figure that <laughs> yeah. out. That took me not exaggerating probably between the the three emails I had to send it was like <laughs> six hours or more. Oh my. And there was still typos and things I italicized that shouldn't have been. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> and I I actually had to I was talking to Chris Von Holt. I didn't tell you this, but he was at his church building when we were talking about it and I couldn't figure something out on there and he had to go get his, the new youth guy that uses <laughs> Mail monkey chimp. mail or MailChimp or monkey whatever, mail. whatever it's called. <laughs> so anyway, and I had to FaceTime and show him the screen and oh, that's they were calling funny. me boomer and everything. So <laughs> that's whatever. funny. That's really funny. Actually, you could have called me. I was just sitting by the pool getting a sunburn. I was letting you have your vacation well, free from the stresses of MailChimp. It was all good. Well, now you know. And now you, I think this probably shows you should probably just send out emails more often or something because you got to learn how to do this. I should. There you go. I should. It's so hard to send out an email. That's all. Okay. All right. Let's get into the topic of the day. Topic of the day, which is graduations? A graduation commencement delivery. Address. Yeah, we are in that season. Mm-hmm. We got a, a graduation announcement from, uh, I could beep his name out if I need to, but saying he had graduated. I thought that was funny. Yeah. It came after the graduation just saying he had graduated. And that's all it says? Well, it's like pictures, it's like a normal graduation card, but okay. it just said he graduated on this day. Is there an open house or anything? 
Uh, if there is, we didn't get invited to it. Okay, yeah, we didn't even because I, I didn't want to say that on air. But I was like, "Wait, what's up?" <laughs> we have to. I'm gonna bleep the name out. And the it's uh, it's really funny. Anyway, I, I have that graduated. That would be like a yeah. That'd be a it's good. Great. It should just be it. his picture looking at you, and then yeah. it says, "I have graduated." Yeah, I and love that's it. it. That's it. So graduation. Yeah, I mean it's a. I remember. Do you remember when you graduated? I do. Was it anything of great significance? You know, the normal, I don't think we did much for it. I mean, it was, I graduated, we probably went out to dinner and... Yeah. Did uh, you have a graduation reception? I don't think so. Now, the church that I was a part of was real small and we did a little thing on an evening because there was, uh, there were three of us, I think, that graduated yeah. the same year and they gave us little gifts and stuff, but yeah. Hmm. Well, anyway, graduations are, uh, some of my favorite things are the graduation speeches, right? You know, when they oh, give yeah, it, sure they thing. quote Dr. Seuss. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and I always love, like, the valedictorian speech. The best thing is when they get up and they say, like, we made it. The last four years have been so hard. And, right, right. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, these, and now we enter the real, the world. And But all these last four years of preparing, like, all of that nonsense. I'm like, who's? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like, know. Anyway, so I thought to set us up. Okay. For your graduation commencement speech. And the, are we going to tell them why we're... My, yeah, we'll uh, tell them. Oh, okay. Well, why don't, you, why don't you tell why? Well, okay. So we have a homeschool group that meets here. Yes. And they asked me to give the a little... Commencement A speech. little ditty for them on that, on that day. Yep. And so I put this together yep. and uh, just kind of gave that that day and we didn't record it or anything but like i've had two people since then say did was that recorded yeah so uh one of those two people suggested that i do, do this on the podcast just so it's out there for whoever would like to listen to it yeah so i thought maybe we should just before we get into potentially the world's greatest commencement speech that you gave uh, probably probably not potentially probably <laughs> Well, what we'll do is we'll compare it with some other great <laughs> okay. speeches from history. You ready right. for this? And maybe right. give a little reaction as some of these okay. come along. I'll try not to go to all of them. Your life is your adventure, and the adventure ahead of you is a journey to fulfill your own purpose and potential. Kerry Washington. Wow. I don't know who Kerry Washington is, but... That's powerful, though. Powerful. <laughs> powerful. Okay, here's another one. You'll know who gave this. If you can do what you do best and be happy, you are further along in life than most people. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, wow. You'll notice that some of these people, these are the greatest thinkers mm -hmm. in our day and age. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Socrates <laughs> of the 21st century. <laughs> right, right. There you go. <laughs> so great, Johnson. Uh, all right, here's another one. If I must give any of you advice, it'd be say yes. Say yes and create your own destiny. Maya Rudolph. Again, I don't know who Maya Rudolph is. Do you? It sounds familiar, but I don't know. But I wonder, say yes to what? Is there? Do you ever say no? <laughs> what happened to just say no? I think there's some movies about that where they just have to say yes. Like they have a curse on them. They can only say yes to something. Yeah, that's... Yeah. With like, Jim Carrey, I think. Yeah, that's right. Liar, liar or something. Where he no, had I to think tell it's truth. Yes Man, isn't it? Oh, Yes Man. Okay. Yeah. It's a similar concept. Similar concept. All right, here's another. This one I think is good. Go make your big, beautiful dent. And as you do so, come down on the other side of boldness. <laughs> you make sense. If you err, may it be for too much audacity and not too little, for you really are enough. You have untold strengths and resources inside. You have your glorious self. 
Sue Monk Kid. Oh, well, first of all, do you know who that is? No. No, neither do I. But is there anybody that ever sits in one of those and goes, yes, <laughs> yeah, that was so inspiring, I'm going to do it. I, that was As I was reading through a bunch of these, I thought, really, yeah, who who listens to this and is actually inspired? Oh, yeah. Because what I see going on in high school commencement, like the, the big ones, like the high school, the, the people sleeping or passing around a beach volleyball. <laughs> but that's about it. They're not paying attention to what the person, person oh, is even saying. No. Okay. All right. Let's see. I'll just a couple more here. Uh, you could travel with the sheep, follow everybody else's stuff, but then you're not you. I guess if I want to say anything, it's be you. Be true to you, and that should make the ride a little more interesting. Whoopi Goldberg. Boo. <laughs> On a number of levels. <laughs> Well, okay, here's another one from one of our favorite politicians. We are all deserving, and we don't need permission or an invitation to exist and to step into our own power. Ilhan Omar. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Beyonce said, your self-worth is determined by you. You don't have to depend on someone telling you who you are. (laughs) (laughs) The reaction is just to burst into laughter. (laughs) All right, last one. When people tell you not to believe in your dreams and they say, why? Say, why not? Billy Jean King. That's powerful, too. That's powerful. Well. Yep. Yep. You follow any of that advice and you're going to have problems in life. Really? I think so. I was so inspired. Well, let's compare that to... If those, I mean, those are, you know, that's from Teen Vogue or something like that. You know, some of the best, in, best graduation <laughs> speeches of all time. Do you collect that? You do you, uh, subscribe to Teen Vogue? <laughs> no comment. No comment. All right. Well, okay. That's I guess that was you. our transition. That was the transition. So, well, anyway, a few caveats on this. Uh, the first one is that the... The three graduates that were part of this yes. were all males, biological and by identity. <laughs> identity. Okay, so <laughs> just a qualification there, because like this is going to be geared towards that. But I do think with that, this is what I put together is applicable to any young person. Yeah, and um, and people, you know, young people just graduating high school is it's a very, it can be. A stressful time. No, that's true. Because you feel pressure to make decisions and figure out what you want to do. Yep. It is. I mean, it is. It feels like it can be a stressful time and things. And what I see is 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 young people though that at that phase of life don't know what they want to do in that. So I'm yeah. kind of going into that like that was my thought going in. And so, um, and the other caveat is that who whoever would listen to this like what other those three young men and then whoever else are Christians they're at least professing to be Christians and you know trying to live as a Christian yeah so it wouldn't honestly what I'm saying wouldn't apply to somebody who's not a Christian necessarily Mm -hmm. there are a few things that might be helpful but if they're not walking with God they might as well just pull up you know, Leonardo DiCaprio speech and <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause right. it's like, if you're not going to walk with God, then you don't, that, then God's wisdom that comes from his word isn't going to be helpful mm. to you. So yeah. that's, that's what this was geared towards. Okay. So I should say that. Okay. 
Um, I guess I'll just, let me just read what I have. Yeah, do that. Let's just do it that way, okay? Uh, I'm sure that each of you have had thoughts and feelings and questions about what to do now. I'm sure there's been a mixture of emotions like excitement and fear. I'm sure there's been a changed mind here or there and all that's normal. And it's also normal to not know exactly what you are going to do now. Most people your age do not have a 10-year plan. Some do, and you may be among the some who do, but most do not. My first word of advice for you is this. Don't worry. Remember the wise words of Solomon on this matter. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Your life will be filled with plenty of times of uncertainty and the unknown. Times in which you will need to trust the Lord. He is trustworthy in these times because he is not worried and knows all things, and loves you, so you can trust him completely. And he is guiding behind the scenes, making straight paths for you, even when you can't see it, even when you're not conscious of it. That is faith. You can't see him, but he's there, guiding and directing you. In the years ahead, you will be able to look back with more clarity and see more clearly his work and guidance in your life, even in these times. But just know now that he is there and he is guiding you. The Apostle Paul put it this way in reference to not worrying. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So whether you have a long-term plan or not, plan not to worry. Entrust yourself to God, seek his wisdom, pray, think, talk to people, but don't worry. You may not have a long-term plan for your life, but God does. And he can be trusted with it, and his plan will be better than your plan anyway. So plan to trust God. And in addition to that, while you are waiting and not worrying and trusting God, ask him for wisdom. Ask him to give you wisdom in all the decisions you need to make right now. Don't just mull over these things in your own mind and make your own plans. Don't just talk to other people and get their input. Go to God in prayer and ask him for wisdom. James tells us that God promises to give us wisdom when we ask. If any of you, says James, lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. God promises to give us wisdom when we ask, and he promises to give it without reproach. He won't chew you out or express disappointment with you. He simply gives wisdom to the one who humbly asks, and he gives that wisdom in abundance. Now, even though you do not have a 10-year plan, and that's okay, you do need a 10-day plan. By that, I mean this. You may not know exactly what you want to do or be. You may not know what career you're going to pursue. You may not know if you're going to go to college or what college. You don't know if you're going to go to work or military or whatever. So you don't have necessarily a 10-year plan, but you need a 10-day plan. By that, I mean this. You do need to begin taking steps each day toward 
being a young man. You may not know all the particulars of what God is going to do with your life at this point, but you do know one thing. God made you to be a man. Each of you are young men now. You may not feel like a young man right now. Your family may not be treating you yet as young men, but you are young men making the transition and making, I'm sorry, and making the transition in your own mind from being a boy to a man is very important. We live in a culture and a time where adolescence is increasingly being prolonged and there are countless thousands of young men in our culture who still act like kids. Sometimes that goes on for years and years. That is unacceptable. God has not designed you to stay a kid until you are 40. God designed you to go from being a baby to a toddler to a teenager and then to a man. And that means things need to change for you. There should be a transition in these days, weeks, months, and next couple of years from being a boy to a man. The Apostle Paul said this, When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. It's time now for each of you to put away childish ways. No matter what you do at this point in your life, your days should not be spent entirely on childish things. Godly men do not get to spend all of their days playing. Now, unless it is a day off or you're on vacation, I mean, we do get to play sometimes. Hobbies are fun and games are fun and there are many fun recreational things that you can do sometimes, but not all the time. As a matter of fact, most of the time, you need to spend on adult things, things of being a man, things that you would distinguish or things that would distinguish you from those who are still boys around you. So how can you do that each day right now? As Christian young men, there are things you should plan to do each day consistently beginning now throughout your whole life. And these are things that will help you transition from being a boy into a man. Number one, read your Bible every day. Establish that pattern now. The Bible is God's word. It is how he speaks to us. It's how we learn about him, ourselves, our salvation, the world around us. It's where we get wisdom and instruction for living our daily lives. So read your Bible every day. I would recommend a regular pattern of Bible reading in the morning, at least two chapters, maybe one from the old and one from the new. If you do that every day, you will read through the Bible entirely every few years. Paul said in Romans chapter 12, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Ironically, many young Christian people in your situation are trying to discern the will of God in their daily life, and they do it without the renewing of their mind in the Word of God. So read your Bible every day. Number two, and along with that, you need to pray every day. Most people attach this Bible reading or this prayer time to their Bible reading time. But you should also develop the habit of talking to God in prayer throughout your day. Prayer is how you communicate to God. 
in prayer, you should praise him and confess your sins. You ask for help and wisdom and direction. You begin praying for other people, people that you know and love. But prayer should become a part of your daily life now as a godly young man. The Bible says that we should pray without ceasing, giving thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And if you are seeking wisdom, part of that seeking of wisdom and part of the wisdom God provides, I'm convinced, comes in times of prayer. So pray every day. Number three, attend church weekly. You may be now or soon in a situation where you are no longer made to attend church by your parents. The choice is now going to be yours. But you need to understand, God expects his people to be part of a local church where you are being fed and taught, where you can have vital spiritual relationships with other believers, where people can know you and pray for you. Christians were not designed to live out their Christian life apart from the local church. And young people need to make the decision to attend church on their own, by themselves, without any coercion from their parents. This is part of being a man. The author of Hebrews says, Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So make that decision to begin attending church regularly and consistently, weekly, of your own accord. Number four, serve. Serve. As a young man, God wants you serving others. Serve at your church. Serve in your home. Serve your loved ones and other, communi- uh, and other community opportunities that come across your path. Godly men are servants. How do I know that? Jesus. Jesus lived his whole life as a man who served others. And if we are Christians, we should be serving too. Jesus himself said the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. You may not know what you're going to do for your career yet, but you do know you're a disciple of Jesus. And if you're going to be a disciple of Jesus, he was a servant with his whole life, and you should become a servant as well. Number five, control your desires. As a young man, you will experience many temptations to various kinds of sins. Sexual temptations, pride temptations, anger temptations, laziness temptations. But you must learn with the Spirit's power to control yourself. We are told in the book of Galatians that the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. The Lord told Cain way back in Genesis 4, sin is crouching at the door, but you must rule over it. Likewise, Paul told uh, Titus, urge the younger men to be self-controlled. Self-control is crucially important to becoming a young man and to being a Christian. Practice self-control in every area of your life. Be doing things that you're supposed to do but don't want to do. Do things like this. Get out of bed when your alarm clock goes off. It means controlling your diet going to bed at reasonable times. All of these things are ways in which you can learn to deny yourself just selfish pleasures and you can 
uh, learn self-control. But godly men are to be self-controlled. Number six, exercise. Paul told Timothy that bodily exercise is of some value. God designed our bodies to work and to work hard, especially men. We are given stronger bodies because we were meant to do more of the heavy lifting, so to speak. So every day you need to do exercise. If you have a job that you work 40 or so hours a week and you are uh, physically exerting yourself the whole time, that might be enough for you. But some of us and some of you do not have jobs like that. and You're going to have to find other ways to exercise your bodies. Studies have shown that people who are in shape and are uh, healthy are more happy and confident. God has given you a body and he wants you to glorify him with it. So lift some weights or go for a run or take up mountain biking or dig a hole or do something. But work with your bodies as God has intended you, especially as a young man, to do. And number seven, work. You must work. If you are going to college you need to find, uh, or if you're not going to college, you need to find a job. It would be preferably uh, good for you to find a job even if you are going to college. Work is good and God expects men to work. As a matter of fact, Paul said this, if a man is not willing to work, let him not eat. God has designed men to work and if they are not willing to do so in God's eyes, they should go hungry. You may not know what job you want to do for the rest of your life right now, but there are plenty of opportunities out there to go get a job, have a boss, have times you have to get to work and times you get off. I mean, just uh, and earn your own paycheck and earn your own money. And I think that's what you need to be doing now. This is what godly men do. So work and find a job. So you may not have a 10 day or a 10 year plan put before you, but you do need a 10, 10 day plan figured out. These are things that you should do every day to become, to, to make that transition from be, being a child, from being a boy into being a man. And if you do these things every day, even if you don't have that 10-year plan figured out, these will give you a good start in your life as a godly man. Well, that's good stuff. I think so. No, I'm just I don't kidding. <laughs> I don't know how Teen Vogue will consider that in years coming if we'll find any quotes from your commencement speech there yeah. on their website. But uh, those are all like helpful things for young men, young women yeah. m- advancing into the next stage of life and for people even outside of that. Right? I think so. Those of us that are further along in the tooth. And we're, we're always so <clears throat> concerned about the future. Yeah that we forget what we need to be doing in the present. Yep. Yep. And sometimes the future will just take care of itself. Like the, yes. like the Lord said, don't worry about right. tomorrow. Right. You know, um, that doesn't mean we don't plan. No. He did, never intended that. But it's, it's the idea that um, we, f- we spend so much time worrying about long-term things right. in that, that they're not worried about that very day, what they could be doing. And, and even with that too, where we, it's not just the long-term things, but it's the next adventure, right? We live for the next pleasurable thing. Right. And instead realizing, no, predominantly these basic things in life is what God has created us to do. Yep. And there is a joy and a satisfaction that comes from doing those things. Yeah. Wouldn't there be something like at that age, if you could capture the idea that the mundane, mundaneness yeah. of everyday life and what you need to do that day is actually really important. Yep. And settling into that and being at peace with that. Yep. 
you know, I didn't put it in, it wasn't in here, but I had said earlier that in that intro, um, that day was that I always told my kids like the 90, 10 rule, which is 90% of the time life is you doing what you'd rather not be doing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. by God's grace, you get this little 10% where you get to do what yeah. you want to do. And I think sometimes young people, and this is probably increasingly true with each generation that they're, they're flipping that around yeah. like 90% of time. I should be able to do what I want to yep. do. Yeah. And this other little pesky 10% well, of the time is what I don't want to do. It's funny. Like there are many graduation quotes out there that are like, pursue the things that make you happy. And then you'll truly find satisfaction in mm-hmm. life. Do what you love and then you'll know joy. And actually that has it all on the inverse, right? Yeah. Pursue the Lord and then you'll enjoy whatever it is. You That's do. right. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Cause you know, Benjamin Franklin was one of the first to say something like that. He said, find what you like to do do or something to that effect and you'll never work a day in your life yeah yeah exactly but the reality becomes that most people never can achieve that a job is always going to be a job even for most people that the things they thought they'd love or whatever they get it it's a job right you know it's always going to be things that you don't enjoy yeah and so it's so disillusional, right? Yes. That you're when that happens. So embracing that now, embracing the hardness of life mm-hmm. and work and the the mundundity, is that the word I don't I'm looking think for? That. I think you'd say mundaneness. I love mundundity though. It's good. I think I'm gonna use it. <laughs> but any of the mundundity of, of daily life, like embrace it as this is the norm and this is good. And then yeah. like you said, if everything's lined up with God right. Right. You are blessed in what yep. you're doing, and there's an enjoyment of whatever you do because you can make that connection to God. This is actually could be another podcast on work itself yeah. or like careers and work and having a proper work worldview, right? Yeah. I just think about, oh, what does the writer of Ecclesiastes say? Uh, Everything is vanity, so let's just yeah, drink right. and be merry. There is nothing better for a person that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. <laughs> this also I saw is from the hand of God. Yeah. For apart from him, who can eat or who can have enjoyment? So the point there, really, like there is enjoyment found in these basic things in life. In the mundanity of daily life. In the mundanity of daily life. Because it's from God. That's right. So we pursue those things. Well, we invented a word. We heard a graduation speech. We evaluated others. What yeah. more could you ask for in a podcast? I know. I think this is probably one of our top, our Pro- best podcasts. Probably not. <laughs> but anyway. Probably not. We had fun. Well, we hope it's a helpful conversation for you. And uh, these things have been thought, thought-provoking, encouraging for you. At Calvary, we love to hear from our listeners. So you can reach out to us a number of ways. You can send us an email at thecalvarycast at gmail.com. If you're part of our church, you can just do the thing like come up and talk to us, send us a text, or give us a phone call. You can follow us on the Instagrams at thecalvarycast. At Calvary, we exist for the glory of God, the good of His people, and the Great Commission. So until next time.